Are you the kind of person who brings a packet of chips to a party and takes them home if they haven't been opened? Well, if you are, then you're in good company. Today, we'll be sharing stories from our past, playing some games, and maybe even performing a live sketch or two. Let's grab your knitting needles, a blanket, because it's time for four old friends to sit around and sew a new patch into their quilt of friendship. So join me, Dion, under the covers with Christian. Welcome to Patchwork. Josh. Welcome to Patchwork. And Andy. Uh, it's good to be here in Patchwork. <laughs> Now, before we get started, guys, I just wanted to bring up something that uh, you took care of for us, Dion, the mugs. Now, we've had some mugs created and printed, um, not 3D printed, the designs <laughs> being printed onto the mugs. Um, and we got them and Christian and I straight away looked at it and thought, something not quite right with this design. So, ordinarily, when you're holding a mug in your hand, if you lift it up to your face... You can see a design facing you and a design yep. facing outside. That's yep. most mugs. It's yeah. for merchandising purposes. Yeah. Josh, you're implying that I wanted to make like an ordinary mug. <laughs> like ordinarily, this is how mugs are made. And the mugs we got back has the Welcome to Patchwork logo opposite the handle. Yep. So you have to hold it and like face it at someone's face like you're punching them yep. for them to be able to see the logo. How did you manage to do that? Look, I, I, I'm going to jump in here, guys, because I've got a, I've got a hot take on this. All right, I got one of the, you gave me one of the mugs when I arrived, and that's fantastic because I'm now aware of the podcast, uh, <laughs> which I wouldn't have been otherwise. I think mugs are like one of the shortest range forms of advertising in the world. But Dion's spot on here, right? Because you think about it, if you've got the design facing you, well, yeah. you already know because yeah. it's your mug. Yeah. If you've got the design facing the person that you're sitting opposite, you're talking to them, you're in a conversation, all right? If you're, you're probably if you're, talking you're, about the podcast. Probably, if you've got a, let's face it, if you've got a podcast, that's all you're talking about. Right? <laughs> but here, with it facing out, Across the room into open space, oh. people passing by can catch a glimpse of the design on your mug and think, geez, I want to be a part of that conversation and come in. I'll tell you what, Andy, if you continue like this, you will be on the show every single week. You'll be on the mug. It's like a 90 degree angle hit. I think if you're going to attack me about the poor design of the mug, why don't you attack me about the actual notion of getting our logo on a mug? Do you like that idea? Are people going to want that? Actually, we had a listener who we sent a mug out to. Her name is Jay and she loved it. She said it made her day better. I don't know how not, bad her day not. was, but <laughs> because she was pre- previously carrying her coffee in her hands, right. <laughs> hot, hot mugger hot soup. Cup. She microwaved her own hands to warm it up. It's the only way. There's got to be a better solution to this. You might have heard another voice in our podcast. It's actually Andy Matthews. Andy's a comedian and writer for uh, Sean McAuliffe's Mad as Hell TV show. He's also the co-host of Two in the Think Tank, a podcast uh, based in Melbourne. Um, so we're very happy to have Andy. He's, he's got a comedy festival show as well, which we'll um, talk about a little bit later on. Uh, thank you very much for having me here in the uh, Patch Workshop. Christian, before I came to your mum's house today, uh, you sent me a message asking whether I could bring uh, any sort of chips or snacks or lollies, and I sent you a message back, uh, which sent you a photo of a jar of salted cashews. Honey cashews. Honey cashews yep. and some chocolates. And your response was, Dion, can you go to the supermarket and get some stuff? Yep. Now, I'm wondering, would that, <laughs> would that have not sufficed... That amount of food for four people. Well, let's just set the scene a little bit better. Sure, let's do that. We've got Andy Matthews on the show. Normally, I supply you and Josh with 
lots of chips and lollies, mm-hmm. you were going to bring a jar of cashews that you had at home. <laughs> and how big was that? How big was that chocolate bar? It's, uh, it, it was actually a chocolate bar. A chocolate to share, bar? No. To share between four people. No, 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 no. That's not true. Wait, was it a Kit Kat? Because... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Um, no, it was a packet of seven chocolate bars. It was open and two were missing. So there were five remaining. But my point is, Christian, is that I think that there, there's two things that guide your life with in relation to this kind of stuff. Me it's personally. You personally. Yeah, right. So it's the thought, it's the absolute horror that, you may run out of food, so that's that's the, that's the horror that 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 people might eat all the food. But the second thing is the judging that will come from yep yeah from from people not thinking that you prepared enough food. Here we go. Here's a good way to test the waters. Andy, have you been impressed by the food spread that's been on today? <laughs> I have. I've been particularly impressed by this jar of honey cashews, <laughs> which I have been eating and enjoying since I arrived. Uh, so I have look. I've been very impressed by the spread. I will say. Elements of it seem a little over the top, <laughs> but the cashews are really on my level. And I've listened to quite a few episodes of the podcast now, and I had come to the conclusion that listening in, Christian is the only person I could possibly relate to on this podcast. Really? Because Dion and Josh, you come across like absolute maniacs, <laughs> like borderline sociopaths. <laughs> <laughs> was there any particular part of Christian's personality that <laughs> isn't that awful? It's awful to hear that, but it's almost sort of heartwarming and reaffirming. This is so redeeming. Yeah, I feel no, like Christ. But but the only this this is the only point at which I've started to diverge from you. Uh, yeah. Okay. In, in, is that in your expectations of food Bringing things is for somebody to offer to bring something And then you've got to accept whatever it is that they bring yes. You can't ju- prejudge the Without bring. judgment, that's right Andy, can so I, true Can I give you a little more context? We, 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 have, we have chips and lollies here all the time Dion, in the past Now I'm going to bring up something uh, I had a barbecue earlier this year Have you got my... a bone to pick with me Christian? <laughs> I had a barbecue for my birthday this year and everyone, I said to everyone just to relieve the burden from me a little bit because it's quite a, it's quite a big task to host a barbecue. I said, is it okay if everyone supplies uh, either some kind of bread or some salad or some uh, alcohol? Everyone was happy enough to chip in and buy some alcohol, (laughs) some bread, some salads. Dion, what alcohol did you bring? Um... I bought alcohol for myself. Yeah, sure. <laughs> um, I just remembered what he brought. Yeah. And, and, and oh, what alcohol yeah. did you... So, Dion had stupidly made a purchase of about... A, what, a slab of this horrible, horrible cider. That, 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 is, that is... Christian, you make up a lot of shit on this podcast. <laughs> that, is, that, is, that is far from the truth. It's Krabby's ginger beer. Yep. Uh, and I bought too much of it on sale. And I said in a group thread, hey, guys, I've got all of this. I'm going to bring it along. A friend of mine called me. First of all, he roasted the crap out of me. Dion, when did you buy your Krabby cider? It was a little while ago, but anyway, a friend <laughs> <What> decade. <laughs> a friend of mine. Why called- the Krabby's brewery burned down fifty years ago? So a friend of mine called me and he said, Dion. So he first of all roasted me in this thread for for a very long time, and then he called nothing, me. Said- nothing worse than being roasted in a thread. <laughs> thread yeah. Oh boy. Oh. Um, but he said. 
I don't have a problem with what you did, but you shouldn't have told people that you were bringing this. You should have just brought it. The issue that I had was that you were saying, yeah, I'll bring this for everyone. This is my contribution. Something that you no longer wanted and you didn't want it because it was dreadful. I also brought an Ottolenghi salad that I that I <laughs> that was also made in the era of the Krabby's <laughs> as well. <laughs> Yes, I, I, okay, I can appreciate... And actually, by that point, the Ottolenghi salad had itself become alcoholic. <laughs> yeah, that's right, it's fermented. <laughs> Andy, what do you do when you're, when you're going to a party? Do you, are you good at bringing stuff? Would you make something? Are you frozen by not knowing what the hell to bring? Up until very recently, I would have been frozen. Then recently, I discovered a really easy way to make good hummus. And now oh, I yes. feel like I can br- I can bring the hummus. Is it with and chickpeas? I feel really good. And <laughs> bring then you the get hummus. and then you've got like a you got your whole conversation for the night sorted, oh, yeah. describing how you make your hummus. You you're set. So but- so is it the recipe that is really awesome? Is that is that so you've just got a great recipe, really quick. You just go right. I'll bring hummus. Secret is macadamia paste. <gasps> oh, never heard of it. Wow. What is it? <laughs> Well, is it like a macadamia? <laughs> it's like toothpaste. <laughs> it's minty. But but I think you risk now, Andy, becoming the person who always brings hummus. So people will be like, oh, Andy, he'll just bring the hummus again. Yeah, yeah. And, and then at a certain point, it'll be, Andy's brought his hummus again. <laughs> and he's going to tell the same story about how he makes it. We know you make it with macadamia toothpaste. Well, we get it. Well, at least we've got something to talk about at this party, don't we? Well, conversation is one of the most paralyzing things for a party. I feel like if I'm going to be the host, I'm going to focus the most on making sure. Because, Dion, you said something to me. It would have been a year ago and it resonated. You said to me, I love watching friends of mine mm. make friends mm. with people they didn't know beforehand yeah. so two groups of friends coming together to become better friends i hate that <laughs> i was gonna say does anyone here dislike oh, it yeah i you don't cross the streams i never do that my <gasps> really? friends best friends in like totally separate parts of my life and i really uncomfortable if ever they meet andy what the hell are you on about <laughs> okay what's the best thing that comes out of that they get along well I lose both friends. The worst thing that happens, they don't get along well. Now I've got to deal with the fact that my friends don't like my friends. Yeah. So, yeah. What makes you think that you're going to lose your friends if they become you friends? You know that if a friend becomes friends with another friend, that's it. They're gone. Real life doesn't have a one-in-one-out policy. You don't, have a, you don't have a finite number of friends. You can always add more people. I've got three friend streams I have been keeping going <laughs> for a long time. Is it, is it three separate WhatsApp threads as well? <laughs> Totally separate. I like the idea if you hosted a party, you'd have like discreet rooms. I go, <laughs> uh, you're from comedy, so you'll be over in the lounge room tonight. <laughs> I also like the idea of Andy having those three separate WhatsApp threads, but he writes exactly the same thing in each of the threads. Yeah. Can't you see the beauty of combining friends though, in that you, you no longer have to have separate events to go to. You can just say, hey guys, everyone at drinks this night, yeah. I've freed up the rest of the nights in my no, week. You're right. My life is a living hell. <laughs> Because my my point, particularly with like partners and stuff, there's always that idea that you should get along with the friends of your partners because the people I'm good friends with, I like them because of their personality. So their friends would yeah. like them for those same reasons. So I'm yeah. always of the mind that no matter who my friends are, they should all technically get along because they all like me. So Josh, are you saying that you get along well with all of your partner's friends? All of them, Josh? <laughs> Jesus. Yes, yes you especially do. ones listening to this show. <laughs> yes. You know what? That's really strange. Me too, <laughs> Christian. Me too, Andy. I hate all your partners. <laughs> that comes out on the podcast. I think one of the issues that I'm assuming, Dion, you're going to take 
the biggest issue with is with a homemade uh, dip, like a hummus. Mm. If no one eats that, that's a perfectly good waste of hummus right there. It's not wasted. It's wasted hummus. But surely the host is going to have it. Uh, look, in theory, I can see your problem, but everybody eats my hummus. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a bad example. It's a non-existent <laughs> hypothetical. <laughs> but anyway, yes, in, in, a, in a general sense, I can see how a hypothetical bad hummus this could happen. Oh, but this is great because we can actually ask Andy if he's ever taken the remaining hummus back home. Do you want the truth? I'd love to know <gasps> the truth. It's been times when I've desperately wanted to. But? Mm. But I, I haven't done it. And, and why, and why haven't you done and that? Then and, but not only you do it, you leave it behind and then you've got this whole Tupperware container situation yeah. to try and sort out. Yeah. That's like the rest of your month ruined <laughs> trying to <laughs> organise to, to catch up with these people to get back your crock pot. <laughs> Tupperware is so cheap. But God, I want it back. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like a lamb that's that strayed from the flock. <laughs> that's not part of the donation. The food can be. The Tupperware absolutely needs to be returned. Who, who's keeping Tupperware? Who thinks they have the right to keep the Tupperware? Well, they, Christian was making out then that like, oh, I've, I always want it back. Sometimes I might leave, but I always well, want to get it back. Well, it depends. If I'm bringing a cheap plastic Tupperware, that's yours. Like, I'll just... Oh, that's why I keep some Chinese takeout containers yeah. oh. specifically for this reason. So, you've always left your hummus, Andy. But what about like a packet of chips or some prepackaged thing that doesn't necessarily get opened? So, say you brought hummus that wasn't homemade and it was never open for whatever reason, would you take that home? I reckon once it's out of the car, you've got to leave it. Really? We've come wow. to a, we've driven up to events with like our little packets of chips and our bowls of wine and looked at the party and been like, oh shit, this is several levels above our <laughs> shitty offering of <gasps> chips. Yeah. Let's leave this in the car and just and then we can take it home. The compromise. See, yeah. we've been arguing about this for, for months now as to whether... <laughs> see, Josh firmly believes... If it's unopened, you can take it. And I'm and I'm completely of the opinion that once the chips are through the door, mm-hmm. they're no longer yours. They be, they belong to the house. Do you want to hear my take on it? I think my take on it is if the if less than fifty percent of the packet is remaining, you have to leave it there. There's an argument to say that if even if it's opened, you can take it back home. You're taking home an open packet of chips. Maybe not chips. Maybe that's not the best example. Maybe I can't come up with a good example of that. What uh, about some Meredith Goats Feta? Oh, good one. Because that yeah. is like premium grade. That's in know. a jar, isn't it? Yeah. So yeah, you yeah. can just twist that back on. See, that's re- maybe the resealability is a large factor. If yeah. you can reseal. How about this as a theory, right? A new sort of going forward. This is the standard, right? <laughs> The food that you're bringing, you're not bringing it to the people in the house. You're bringing it for the party. It belongs to the party. And when the party dies, you put everything in a big pile and you burn that shit. (laughs) Okay? I was with you. I was going to say, that's exactly my point. Then you got to burning it. That's not my point. My point is that you're bringing it as a gift to the party and to the guests at the party. And like you're saying, when the party ceases to exist, that doesn't belong to the host necessarily. That's not a gift to the host. It's not about, thanks for having me over. I don't think that's what it is. I'm looking at Christian saying this. It's not about, here's a gift to you, host. Thanks for having me. If that was the case, I'd just... Bring it and put it in the cupboard for you. So where is the appreciation that the host has put this event on, had it at their home, incurred, a, su- incurred a substantial Here amount of go. time? Because because I'm a great uh, flavour to the party for all your friends to oh, meet. I'm oh, okay. <laughs> it's always about you, Josh. <laughs> well, we then go. why don't you leave yourself at the party? <laughs> 
for Christian to just enjoy for the rest of his life. Whenever we have a conversation like this, it always comes down to whether Christian is either appreciated or underappreciated. <laughs> That's what it always comes down to. There's a good um, point. So you're like, how are you meant? How are you meant to get appreciated? Surely that is not the reason you're hosting a party. The reason you're hosting a party and having guests over is because you want to share and have an enjoyable time with all your friends, yes. not because I want them to say great party, mate. No, that you're missing my point entirely. Yes, entirely. The gesture is from you. It's it's your way of saying to me, hey, mate, here you go. For yourself, thanks. It's the parties. Do with it as you please. Why don't I just give you $7 then? <laughs> Do that then. <laughs> Bring as well at every party that Christian has. Uh, you are trying so hard. You are trying so hard to shortcut any type of effort. No, 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 but the point isn't just to thank you. Can't I just say, thanks, mate, that was awesome. Had a great time. You want you want financial restitution. <laughs> you want a <laughs> no. physical gift no. to, to show appreciation. Okay. I can't say that to you as a happen. friend. Here's what's going to happen. You arrive empty-handed. You become the guy that arrived at the party empty-handed, <laughs> right? Inconsiderate prick. <laughs> <laughs> Is that you, just me at the party? Or? Uh, you, you uh, arrive with things in your hand. Yeah. You give it to the host. Host goes... It's very kind of you. Thank you so much for contributing. You're making my life a little bit easier, right? You are the the bell of the ball for the entire <laughs> night. The moment you go to take those chips back, you are back to inconsiderate prick. Okay, how about this though? Think what are you what are you as the host going to do with party leftovers? You can't yeah. like subsist on party leftovers <laughs> for like a week, like half packets of chips. Yeah. And, you know, old soggy biscuits and stuff like that. Unless you're going to clear everything away, putting everything in, yep. you know, glad wrap at the yep. end of the night. Mm-hmm. By that next morning, that food is garbage. Well, because I've heard recently people having, not heard, but like I've experienced it, people having almost like a second party, like the cleanup thing is almost mm. an event of like, I'll just get the inner circle uh, and a few people to come around and we'll polish off some of the left What do you think of that, Christian? People have too many fucking parties. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're thinking of rats, Josh. <laughs> Rat party. Yeah, they clean yeah. it up. They just, it's like a room. <laughs> It's like a little Roomba. They run around, tidy everything up. It's great. Stephen, come on, quick. They're going to be here really soon. We've got to, we've got to hurry up. Gareth, you always panic before these things. All right, everything's going to be fine, okay? we just got to get the food laid out okay. and... Pop okay. on some music, you'll react, relax. You always okay. relax when there's music. Well, you know, okay. I took care of the music, so that's fine. I'll I'll go pop on my playlist. I was doing the playlist. It's not a big N- deal. No, no, no. You were doing the food. Whoa. <laughs> hey, well, look, look, I'll pop I'll pop my playlist on. Let's no, just no, get no, that going. No, 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 no. That the playlist isn't the issue anymore. No, it's, it's not. But I want some music on to bed this scene. <laughs> In our house. Oh, there it is. Great. Um, let's be solutions focused, okay? We need food for this party. Okay, I'm was going to take a second to be problems focused about the fact. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't that solve anything. You didn't, Stephen. Bring the food, Gary. You know what the Thompsons are like. The first thing they're going to do is they're going to be looking for a snack. Yeah. Okay. You know, what are we going to do? There's nothing in the house. Oh, man, we've got to have some dip or something. Dip, dip. Um, you've got dip. to have dip at a party. Pot plants. <laughs> Yes. I know the blender's broken, yes. but if we can grab the ficus, you get the gra- ficus from the front yard. Yes, okay. I'll chew up the leaves and spit them into this ramekin. Okay. And then I guess what we can dip flakes okay. of... That'll, that'll work. Um, um, oh, actually, no. Oh, the vacuum... I did a vac before. Yes. It's full of dust. Dust makes a great garnish. Great. A sprinkle like of a ficus like- dip. <laughs> Like Dukkha, you know? Exactly, that, exactly. Yeah, okay, great. Oh, so just sprinkle that on there. Do we have anything to drink? Um, um, oh, hang on, I've got some sultanas here. Maybe 
I'll soak them in some water, yes. and then we can crush them into wine. <laughs> Perfect. It won't be red, but I have a weeping sore on my lower arm. Great. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying this is the right thing to do, but we ha- don't have any time. Okay. And, oh God, I think I can we'll hear just... their car. Okay, okay, I'll scratch my yep. scab. Okay, good. I'll just hold you out. soak the I'll soak sultanas. the sultanas. They'll be ready to, in a minute. Oh man, here they are. Okay, Thompson. We're all set, the best we can. Uh, yes, dear. Okay, here we go. Roland! Thompsons are here! They're here! Hi guys, Leandra. how are you? Leandra! Hello! Gareth, Stephen! This is, this is beautiful! Oh. What have you put on here? Thank you. I'm a little bit parched though, do you have a drink or something? Oh, well, we do have? actually have something Got for some you. Got some fresh, freshly red, squeezed red wine. Reddish, reddish, fairly red coloured wine. Oh, I love red wine. What um, what, what sort of red wine is it? Have you got a selection? or? Um, uh, it's from a vineyard uh, called L- Lower Lower Arm Yard. Yes, it's from the Lower Arm oh, region. Oh, I think I've heard of the Lower Arm yeah, Yard. Yeah, yeah, it's in... Um, that's, that's by the anyway, by the yeah. springs. Yeah. It's a glass for you and a glass for you. Oh, Thank oh you that so looks divine. Day. Interesting colour, isn't it? Mm. <laughs> oh, this this wine must be... Must be Biodynamic and, and organic. It's got quite a lot of chunks in it, <laughs> straight from the vines. Oh, you know, to be honest, we um, crushed it ourselves with our feet. We went on a little winery retreat and. Uh, oh yeah, I can tell. There's still a little bit of nail in here. <laughs> <laughs> and I believe um, you were taking care of the dessert. Oh, we were going to do dessert. Um, Roland, did you bring the dessert today? Roland? No, no. Uh, th- that's for Leandra. Remember, we wrote it on the on the cue card. Oh, oh, but that's. That's all right. We can, we can, we can organise oh, yeah, something. Uh, um, you, you, um, you two don't happen to have a bowl by any chance? Just a big bowl? Uh, yeah, sure. Yep. Uh, there you go. Right. Okay. Um, we might just pop to the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> and now it's time for oh wow of the week. Oh wow. Oh wow. Oh wow. There are over 600 varieties of mint, one of which is basil, or Osimum basilicum. Its botanical name is derived from the Greek, to be fragrant. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. So, gang, I was uh, at the petrol station service station, whatever's your poison, the other day, and uh, I was filling up the car, right, and I was uh, on my phone, right? As you were filling up the car? As I was filling up the car, okay, and, no, well, look, okay, just give me some time, (laughs) and I heard over my shoulder, heard, uh, oi, which... Oh, God. Yeah, no no good conversation ever starts with an oi. (laughs) And uh, and so I turn around, and there's a woman in in a car with a... Her, her kids, and she says, you know, you're not allowed to be on your phone. We're all going to blow up. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know, guys. <laughs> I mean, the, we, we've, we've had mobile phones now for, what, 20, 25 years in common yeah. use. We've, we've had petrol stations for at least that long. Yeah. Okay, and in all that time, I've never heard once about a petrol station blowing up because of a mobile phone, right? Surely if it's, it had happened, we would have heard about it. Yeah, but I think when you're dealing with large volumes of petrol and flammable materials, any warning signs you should 100% take heed of. No, I'm with Andy here. 
I'm with Andy. I think I think her fear was that everyone was just going to spontaneously combust. The station would have been fine. <laughs> just the individuals within the station. Yeah. No, but it's the, it's the same as as an aeroplane when they say put your phones on aeroplane mode or it's going to no. affect the. Go on, Josh. No, the difference with that is that's to do with the instruments. Like, no, no, it's different and it's fine. That's fine. When you're talking about flammable materials and potential, like, I guess it's static sparks or well, something. Okay, so or? you're more comfortable with mobile phones on planes than yeah. you are with mobile phones. Do you even have the foot? Like, so, we're, but we're not putting our fo- mobile phones on uh, petrol station mode before we pull into the petrol station, are we? That's Someone true. can still call me. Someone could but, still. But is it worth my phone the risk? is still sending sending GPS data to the local tower or whatever. That's right. It, exactly. What is the difference? The phone's still on, whether you're on a phone call or no, not. But it's, it's still sending and receiving data. That's not the problem. The signals isn't the issue. What's the what issue? What is this to do with like the battery? Man, if you had a Note Seven and that exploded at the petrol station, would you be laughing? No, you'd be charred in the corner, <laughs> 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 laughing. <laughs> no, I think what Andy's trying to say is that we've had 25 years of people. Idiots, let's just say idiots, still using their phone at Bowser's and nothing has happened. We've got idiots on aeroplanes, definitely not putting it in aeroplane mode, and and the plane has been fine. I think we've found that after 20, 25 years of mobile phones, Mm -hmm. that it's a myth. Do you know what I think it is? I don't think it's got to do with anything to do with that kind of safety. I think it's like with planes that you are concentrating. If there's something happening outside the window, you have your attention outside the window. And if if you're putting in petrol, it's probably best that you don't have the phone in your hand. So I don't think it's got to do with... Okay, hang on. So now you've brought in a whole new angle there, (laughs) which is that on planes, the reason you're not allowed to be able to use your phone because you might be distracted when you should be looking out the window at all times For any in case on the, what, wing. the engine explodes and someone needs to bring it to the attention of the staff. So I watch a lot of air crash investigations and a lot of the a lot of the time a passenger will see a the first thing they'll see is the engine on fire and because for some weird reason there should be cameras all over the plane. But you can say rear view mirrors. Yeah. <laughs> my, my, my favorite thing about uh Seeing the engine on fire is the only way you can get someone's attention is by pressing the button. <laughs> so it's just a ding. I'm sorry, but there needs to be yeah, a, a third a, button, yeah. with like a flaming engine. Just hit that. Yeah. Hit that button. If that was our job as passengers, they would have mentioned yeah. that at yeah, some point true. in the pre-flight announcement. Although, if you if you are right, that could explain why in-flight magazines are so boring. Is it <laughs> yes. so that they don't distract you <laughs> from your important work? But my point with the petrol station is. Is it worth the risk for potentially dying when whoever's written that sign, for whatever reason, they probably have a good reason. I don't think it's a distraction reason, as Dion's <laughs> positing. If they've made a sign that says, don't use your phone around these, the benefit to you of being able to check a text is worth potentially dying. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. No question, because I refuse to live in fear. Yeah, I, <laughs> yeah and Dion and I are the maniacs. Yeah, mate, sure. Yeah. <laughs> But, uh, but are there any other signs that exist that you guys kind of choose to ignore? Because, Josh, we all know that you're very principled and you love rules. I mean, Josh on the road, is if he sees a sign that says 60, he will not do 61. Um, what about the baby on board signs that people have at the back of their cars? No, What's... I definitely crash into those. <laughs> what is what is the purpose of those signs? I'm going to ruin it for you. The actual purpose is if there's an accident... 
a first responder can see that and go, oh, there's someone who couldn't escape this car. There's a baby yeah, right. in there. Let's you know go what? and get it. Is that the same reason for having the, you know how they release those stickers where you can put your entire family on the back? Yeah. Is that so when there's a car accident, you can kind of count how many family members are on the, on the <laughs> oh, windshield? There's a dad who likes fishing in here. <laughs> <laughs> okay, quickly, there should be a rod around. <laughs> the other thing is that, um, what do you guys think of animal signs? When you see wombats, 25 kilometers, I just, I almost totally disregard it's them. It's a fast wombat? I'm like... <laughs> Actually, uh, wombats are one of the fastest running creatures in Australia. Yeah, yes. they can get up to really high speed. <laughs> Great joke, Christian. Ruined by Andy. <laughs> no, no, no. I'd like to say qualified by Andy. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that. People like to laugh and learn. <laughs> but how are those how are those signs defined? Do people, when they're um, surveying those roads, do they see a few wombats and go, oh, this oh, it looks like wombats would live around here? Do they, do they see the wombats? It's do they not see a guess. The, they're not they, guessing. Do they see the terrain? Or... Is it a Tourism Australia initiative? So that people go home and say, well, we didn't see a single wallaby or um, koala, but we know they were around. They were on signs. And got the photo with the kangaroo leaping on a yellow sign. (laughs) By the way, have you ever seen a koala on the ground? Once. Yeah? Yeah. Really, really weird. Filling up its car. (laughs) Really flat. (laughs) (laughs) I think personally... The uh, the sign that I'm going to be ignoring the most, and I think historically have ignored, is the no diving sign. Whoa. That's a really good Whoa. one to, to follow, mate. Yeah. Nope. Nope. Because I has your neck. <laughs> Fine. He look at loves me. to dive. <laughs> <laughs> no, because because growing up as a hefty child. <laughs> I I had to get my cannonballs kind of right because a lot of people used to uh, used to to ask me Christian can you cannonball make a big splash and and I what a, de- what a degrading thing to say and and I would cannonball but I became so good at cannonballing that I could kind of approximate uh, how deep in the water I'd get and 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 kind of how big the splash would be oh, you had total control over this I, I was re- I, I became like an Olympic diver for cannonballing what a strange variation on bullying. <laughs> Isn't that odd to say, hey, you go do this thing, you're good at it, but you'll make a total fool out of yourself. Yep, yep. <laughs> yep, thinking back on that now. So what was your technique? Did you have like little adjustments you'd make? You're, oh, it's a bit shallower here. I'll push my ass out a bit more. Completely. 100%. It, the, the, the no diving sign didn't matter. The, the depth of the pool didn't matter. I would be able to approximate my dive. To be fair... Every- Cannonball, not really a dive, is it? Yeah, it's not a dive. Oh, okay. So you're saying that if I dive, if I dove into the pool, yep. the lifeguard would just go, not a dive. Let him go. No, it's no, because you're not diving. Diving is hands Sorry. over the head, leaping in head first. So That's what would you dive. call a cannonball? A cannonball. <laughs> <laughs> the word you've been using the entire time. That's what I'd use. This is how good Christian was, right? That film of water that's left on a bench when you wipe it down with a sponge. <laughs> he could cannonball into that. A tiny little splash. Yeah. yeah, and I'd be able to control the splash as well. I assume that's something we can post on social media as well. Christian doing a cannonball. Uh, I have... Oh, amazing. I have a video... Uh, from when I went to Wet n Wild in 1998, where for a very for a very brief moment, my dad was filming me, and you see me walk on water. <laughs> what? That fin- wow. Explain that. <laughs> okay. So I was going down one of those speed slides, oh. and you, you again, being quite a hefty child, I really did gain some momentum. <laughs> <laughs> and and um and I I also lacked self control or any kind of core strength as a child. Well, what so, a child, eh? <laughs> so yeah. parents would have been beaming with pride. Yeah. I think that's why they put me down the slide. 
Um, and, and when I hit the bottom, there must have been kind of some kind of volatility on the surface tension of the water. Something had happened that caused me to flip upright. Oh, wow. And then my instinct was to <laughs> run. So <laughs> in this video, you will see me flip up, run like a sprint on water, get about maybe two meters and then just... Face plant. Oh, yeah. it's so good. It's fantastic. So I imagine you going down the speed slide in a cannonball, just like tumbling, <laughs> just head over head, <laughs> whips out into the upright position. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you were you were Jesus for just like a fraction yeah. of a second. Yeah. What did, what did you guys really really want when you were growing up? You know, like when you're a kid, you really want something. There's like a thing that you're like. I got to have that, and if I can't, I think can't it was the, there was a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles like the truck, the van they had. There was like a toy of that oh, that I think so I really wanted. So good, yeah, Donatello's van. Yeah, yeah, yeah the yeah. best. I, yeah. I, I, still want that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, I genuinely forget as a kid. <laughs> I genuinely think about that a lot, and yeah. I think that like when you see a, uh, like a tradie going around with their van, like a Sparky or something, they got all those tools and mm-hmm. stuff in and the, the back. Turtle I'm shells like, on the side. Yeah. Someone, someone was a Donatello fan. <laughs> Um, I I always wanted a pocket knife, right? That was my like my it's big terrifying. Thing. No, hang on, no, it's As kind a child. of like a, it's kind of like a Donatello van in a way, isn't it? Because it puts the power in your hands. You have got everything you need right there. It's like a Donatello pocket. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, 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 but with a Donatello van, the power is that you get to drive the other. Ninja Turtles around with a pocket knife. <laughs> no, no, okay. You've clearly never seen Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Or if you did, you misunderstood it as a show about transport. <laughs> it's equipped it? with all sorts of different, like, sensors and yeah. weapons and yeah. that kind of thing. It's not that it gets from A to B, because then that would just be a van or a bus. A show no, about a van. A, it's the Donatello van. It's a zippy yeah. little van. What yeah. I'm saying is its purpose was, yeah, it was sure it was practical, but it... it, it Pretty sure it had like a grenade launcher. (laughs) Very practical. I don't care what what its essence is. (laughs) We've obviously established that I didn't watch the show. I've I've taken this van at face value. What do you think that an FA-18 Hornet is supposed to do, for example? Is that just a way to sort of fly to a place, have a look around, fly back again? For the rich, the 1%. (laughs) So Andy, did, so what did you bring in? Did you so we get guests to bring in for show and tell? Did you bring in a pocket knife? I brought in a pocket knife. Right? Oh but wow! This isn't just any pocket knife. Okay, this is a pocket knife because I didn't have a pocket knife. I really, really wanted a pocket knife. And our next door neighbour, his pro- he was a lunatic, right? And he he had this uh, ten acre property that he just filled with junk. So like as kids, we just crawled all over it. Like it was like a, a, a tip basically, but we just went and explored all through it. Little rat kids. Yeah, like we were crawling <laughs> little rat dump. kids crawling through the dump i did that until i was about 23 and uh one day crawling over these big old boilers that he had there and i looked down the gap between the boilers i was there with my friend james looked down saw a pocket knife just lying went down got this pocket knife and uh it uh my friend james and i we organized a roster where we would share it we'd have two weeks on two weeks off with the pocket knife it's great and uh You've kept when, that in immaculate condition. Thank you so much. Yeah, it, it is. A, it is a beautiful little number, and I, uh, I still have it. Still sharp. He's opening it, and <laughs> I, um, I've got to give it back to James in a week and a half. <laughs> <laughs> now it's two years on, two years off. <laughs> Just on the topic of th- those Swiss Army knives, what is the most? What do you think is the most used tool in it, and the least used tool? Corkscrew. No, there's not that many people opening corks, mate. What? 
Excuse me, Josh. This is another issue you've got. You don't say no immediately just because it's what you think. But when you're really wrong, I have to say it. <laughs> okay, so you've never used the a main corks- knife or the Phillips head screwdriver. Hundred percent. Hundred percent, not the Phillips head screwdriver. It's going to be the corkscrew. No, you have it as an uncommon tool. Can we ask the subject matter expert here? <laughs> what is your most used function? Uh, embarrassingly, mine's on a different pocket knife I have. I now have several. My life is going well. <laughs> and uh, I, I have a little thing that screws inside the, the corkscrew, but it's actually a tiny little screwdriver, and I use it to tighten the hinge on my glasses. Screwdriver. Yep. Yeah, so No, no, no. It's a cross between the corkscrew and the screwdriver. <laughs> Everybody wins. <laughs> Really, really good. You know what's really, really good? Really, really good. You know what's really, really good? You know what's really good? Blowing out a candle from really far away. <laughs> really good. Really good. Really good. Uh, you know what's really good? So when you get out your phone to cancel plans with a friend <laughs> and you see a message from them cancelling. <laughs> really, really good. Really good. Really good. You know what's really good? New for old replacement. Really good. Really good. Do you know what's really good? Getting a seat on public transport without having to give it up to anyone. <laughs> really good. Really good. Really good. You know what's really good? Sitting next to a person who's terrified of invading other people's personal spaces. <laughs> really, really good. Really, really good. good. You know what's really good? Water slides. <laughs> really, good. Really, good. really good. Really good. Do you know what's really good? When a movie trailer shows you enough to get you excited but doesn't spoil the film. <laughs> really, good. Really, really good. Really good. Do you know what's really good? When you are 100% content with your haircut. Really good. Really, really good. Thank you for listening to Welcome to Patchwork this week. We'd like to thank Andy Matthews. Andy, you have been a great sport today. Can you tell us a little bit about the comedy festival show you've got going in Melbourne this year? Absolutely. I've got a show uh, opening on the 28th of March with my friend Alastair Tremblay Virtual, also on the Two in the Think Tank podcast with me. And the show is called Andy Matthews and Alastair Tremblay Virtual's Sci-Fi Sketch Experience. And it's really pretty insane sketches, (laughs) all in a science fiction vein. And they're ideas that we've come up with on our Sketch Generation podcast. And Andy, if people want to listen to your podcast what should they search for two in the think tank thank you andy (laughs) and josh you've also got a melbourne international comedy festival show this year yes um in the comedy duo known as game boys with my brother once again uh the show this year is called wide world of esports uh last year we were nominated for the golden gibbo at the comedy fest which is for a local independent act that you know bucks a trend and and strives to achieve something different and has a real strong artistic vision so we got nominated for that last year so we got a brand new show this year to show everyone um so you know if you grew up in the 90s if you're a bit of a gamer um um, you know, if you love your sport, our shows are also really accessible. So if you enjoy the podcast, you'll definitely enjoy uh, the show as well. Um, it's one of the, probably one of the most unique shows I think you'll see at the festival. It's not just straight stand up. It's something a bit different, a bit exciting. Um, and if you did want two for one tickets, we're using the promo code patchwork. So just pump that into the promo code section and get yourself two for one tickets. And the offer still stands. Dion and I will be there several nights probably. Mm. But let us know. Well, maybe we'll pick a date, Dion. Yeah, you and I will pick a date. Yep. And then all patchwork fans can come support Josh. 
Josh, meet Dion and myself, yep. then meet Josh, and then we'll meet Josh. <laughs> yeah. It'll be great. Uh, we'd like to thank uh, so far our Patreon subscribers. Amanda Lee, as an example, really generous. She gave us a $10 recurring subscription which is really really this is lovely the thing that i debate on our podcast <laughs> should you actually say the amount that the various listeners are giving because then are you going to go and now announce that people are only giving a dollar like, yeah. this we should, we should. Yeah. <laughs> um so thanks so much amanda what we really need are ratings on itunes that really keeps us going and keeps our subscriptions up so if you could just get into itunes or get into the apple podcast app scroll down to the bottom click five stars click four stars if you're clicking one to three, we're really not interested. But otherwise, we'd love you to rate our show. Also, add us on social media because a couple of weeks ago, we posted a video of me blinking at my brother's bar mitzvah 14 times. So, of course, feel free to miss out on that sort of content that we're posting. But we highly recommend you searching for uh, Welcome to Patchwork on Facebook, on Twitter and on Instagram. Josh, what did you sew into your patch this week? Uh, my patch this week was Andy talking on his phone as he cannonballs into a pool full of homemade hummus. <laughs> <laughs> and Christian, what did you sew into your patch this week? This week, I sewed into my patch an entire family being so impressed by the controlled precision of my cannonballs that they burst into flames. <laughs> Andy, what did you sew into your patch this week? Uh, I, this week I sewed in uh, Christian flying down a water slide, uh, flipping up into an upright walking position to enter a conversation with somebody with a fascinating looking mug. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Dion, what did you sew into your patchwork this week? So this week I sewed Andy on a plane, nervously looking out of the window, nibbling on a packet of honey cashews. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening to Welcome to Patchwork this week. I've been Dion. I've been Josh. And I've been Christian. And I've been Andy. Goodbye. 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 I love the taste of Leandra's shit. <laughs> <laughs>